Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and thanks for tuning into the Harpen on Rugby podcast. HarpenRugby.net is an unofficial fan site for Leinster Ireland rugby, with write-ups of all the big matches and regular coverage of the latest news and opinion via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course this pod. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts as well as a host of other platforms. With Airsport leaving the market and thus giving up their coverage of the Pro 16, I wanted to put the topic of broadcasting front and centre this week by inviting a panel of fellow rugby fans from around the island to talk about what we like to see in the New Deal. I thought the lads came up with some amazing ideas, so without any further ado, here's how we got on. Now it's time for our back and forward chat, and this week I've assembled a panel of Irish rugby fans to talk about rugby on the telly. First up, we have someone who might be only making his fifth appearance on the pod, but when it comes to overall harp and contributions, he's the all-time record cap holder by a long way. He also hosts his own great podcast and post-to-post sport, covering rugby as well as League of Ireland football, both men's and women's. A warm welcome to Mr. Kieran Duffy. Yeah, you know, I, I, going, don't even rem- I don't even remember how many contributions I have, and I'm autistic, so that's saying something. If I can't remember a number, it must be pretty big. <laughs> I think you're I think you're over 150 at this day, 160 like at this stage, something like that. Um, okay, so next up is the author of the great rugby-based online entity known as The Second Row. He's earning his third harp and cap. Welcome to Mr. Parry Kelly. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, it's Great uh, chat rugby and yeah. always enjoy being on with you, Jeff. And uh, I believe congratulations in order. This is your uh, fourth anniversary this week of, of the second row. So that's 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 fair play to you there. Yeah, I don't know how I've kept it up, um, especially this year. It's been tough kind of being entertaining and just feeling good about rugby when you can't feel good about much at the best of times. <laughs> yeah, I considered like when, when the COVID thing started, I considered just leaving it all together. But then you just, you just want to... F- you, you want to just keep it going every week. We just tried all kinds of things. We had um, poll competitions for the best jersey of all time. And looking back over retro matches, we just kept it going. And uh, then the matches started up again. So uh, I suppose you just want to keep 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 going with it because, like you say, any excuse to just talk about rugby, you know. Um, and last but certainly not least is someone back for his second time in the pod. He hosts the great Ulster Rugby Roundup show for the Three Bod Rugby Network. Hello to Mr. David Topping. Good evening, Jeff. Uh, frankly, to be honest with you, I feel like I'm Frank Drebin in the middle of a scene from the gun with the way uh, things be going this week between Ulster and Edinburgh. So, uh, anybody, anybody got a COVID jag handy? <laughs> were you, um, you weren't one of the fans that were missed out on the cancellation last week, was it? Had you, did, did, did you have tickets for that? No, unfortunately, I was unlucky in the lucky lottery. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it could be worse, you know, when I just looked at the ticket prices for the season tickets. I was like, Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's 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 that time when the emails are, are, are appearing in the thing again. I mean, on the one hand, it's great to be going back to the games, but uh, it's uh, you know you, you forget that. Uh, oh wait, we do have to pay for these tickets. You know, it's 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 just a big realization there. Okay, listen. Um, I, we're, you know, we're all itching to get back into the stands. You know, for the crack and the atmosphere, and of course the live rugby. You know, but. Um, in many ways, it could be said we're all sick of watching rugby on the telly, um, but because that's all we've been doing, you know, for the past year and a bit. But the fact remains, it's a big source of revenue for the sport, and it also helps more fans get interested. So what I thought and I'd do this week is um, with Air Sport leaving the market altogether and, you know, new, someone new coming in, I thought I'd get a few Irish fans on to, to just talk about, you know, what we would like to see. Um, from a broadcaster, um, not that it's going to do, make any difference to what actually happens, but you know it's good to good to hear what you know what we want to see. Now, the, I, I see two ways of looking at it. Um, the the four of us, we're all 
big rugby fans. We're kind of nerdy rugby fans. We look for specific things in the action and stuff. We almost don't even need the pundits because we're trying to do it ourselves. Um, so we're looking for different things, but it's still good to see what we want. So I thought I'd have these on. And the, 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 the first question I want to put out to you is, is um, what, you know, what do you personally look for when you're watching rugby on the telly, when you look, see an overall presentation, what do you look for most from a broadcaster, Parik? Well, first of all, I like good comms. So a really good commentary team. And what by that good commentary team is your play-by-play -play guy, say the Bernard Jackman person, who is just doesn't take away from the game. Like th there's one thing like giving you good information with, on every now and again, but on occasion you have some people who just can literally take away from the game and take away from the enjoyment. I don't need someone who's paid to be there telling me this game is rubbish. You know, find some part of it that's interesting. Find something that is, enter not entertaining is too strong a word, but find something to talk about that will invigorate you because, yeah, you, they're there to sell the product. Like for, for TV companies, imagine someone coming in, like working in your shop or working in whatever, go, everything here is rubbish. Like that's, that's what a Colcom who's just talking down a game feels like to me. Like, good analysis is a must for me as well. Like, I've, I think we're a lot of us are spoiled by the likes of, say, Murray Kinsella. When he comes on, he's like, can he just be on every single week? You know, or, or, the, or someone like him. Then you kind of want good, a good quality picture, just the kind of some of the basic things of good picture, you know, just high-end production qualities and people innovating. Like, I watch Rugby Bio a lot. I love TG Carr. And the on-pitch interviews that they do, you know, as they're they're talking, like the teams are warming up and they're talking to Andy Friend or they're talking to a player, or they're letting us see what their conversation that the refs having with the front the two front rows. They're things that are just incredible for fans just to see what's going on, especially that ref chat, because you kind of can understand where the ref is making a few calls and it just helps the understanding of what's going on in the game on the day. But that's it. And a big one because I'm going to give I want to give out and praise Air all at the same time in one thing. Air had every single game. That is brilliant you know and that's going to be something we're going to miss yep. especially as Irish fans we won't get Premier Sport down here but another but on the flip side of that they um, they didn't actually highlight the games they had. They like Because they weren't always the host broadcaster they didn't have halftime analysis or pre-match analysis, or post-match analysis, or even just the simple thing of having a highlights package or a highlights hour. Like there, to me, that's a basic requirement. But that's it. Like Air did good, but they also had a long way to go to make up the rest of it. Yeah, there's a lot of the, the, like, there's a lot in there, but it's 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 true. I I agree with what you mean with what you say about Air Sport because they did show all the matches. Because I mean, like for us as well, if we're researching, um, we want to see our you know our club's opponents for the following week and stuff. They you know the game is always there. Um, they they replay it because they've nothing else on. They replay it fifty thousand times during the week, so you're never going to miss it. Um, like we say, we take that for granted. And if it's going to go to a, a broadcaster like RTE, um, you know they're not going to have um. You know, especially if they get the Allianz leagues as well back, um, they're really not going to have the time. They probably, or, or even maybe you might say the inclination to to do the same. But you're right about you need the halftime. Um, you need analysis at halftime. You need all this different 
the, 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 there's a lot of components to a broadcast from start to finish. And you, you, you said it all there, you know, and there's a certain, some, some, some broadcasters go too much. They start an hour before kickoff and you have to fill that with a lot of crap as well. And, um, and then maybe too much afterwards and too much during there's little, and you talk about innovations. A lot of them are really good. A lot of them may not so good. Personally, one of my hates is talking to the coach while the game's going on. I that would actually I pull my hair out doing that. I wouldn't want to miss a minute. But of course, they sign these contracts and they have to do it. Um, it's just you know there, there's some of them that don't really work. But yeah, no, there's a lot there's a lot there, and th th there are ways where they can get it right and get it wrong. Uh, what do you think, David? Uh, I think for me, you know, first things first, as production value, you know, you if you're going to start 15, 20 minutes before a game, well then you need to be short and sharp. But it also needs to look good at the same time. Um, I'm actually quite a fan of the the chat with the player, or the, you know, like a skills coach, you know, before the game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I've seen Erda, I've seen TGR, I've seen even BT start doing that as well um, with their coverage. And you know, that that's something which it gives that wee extra nuance to say if, if you're looking at a forward battle, if you're looking at the backs, and you get you get a chat with the right coach, and that, that makes it for it. Um, I think even I think even if it took a little time to actually have a, a profile of the referee, because sometimes, especially with new referees coming through, you know, you want to try and sort of get a half an idea of you know who you're dealing with. You know, you know, all we have to do is halfway through the week look for the look for to see who the referee is. And if you see Frank Murphy, you just think, okay, well, we know the cards are coming out. Um, if it's Chris Busby, well, we know it's gonna be um plenty of chat there. But at, at the same time, if we have an idea of who the referees are uh, over the course of a season, then we get to get a pen picture of who they are and, and what they do. And then my pet hit is uh, that we ad break just before kickoff. They need to get rid of that. That really that gets me good because you know, you've built up to the game and all of a sudden, uh, and we'll be back now for kickoff after 30 seconds. You know why that cuts it cuts the atmosphere out of it if you're watching the program. Um, balanced commentary, I will agree with that for sure. Um, you know, for, for me, somebody like Miles Harrison or uh, or even Ralph Legion, I love Ralph. I think he's probably one of the one of the better commentators we you know we have on the TV at the minute. Um, although mind you, up in Ulster, we unfortunately have Mark Robson and Gusher Neely. You know. Take your pick on that one. Um, but, you know, for the way we look at it is Mark Robson can be good, but there's times where he can go over the top with it. And that takes away from the value of the game itself. And that's the sort of thing you really want to avoid with it. But, yeah, it has to be short and sharp. And maybe we focus on the grassroots as well. You know, I think uh, I think if there's more focus on grassroots, even if it is only five, ten minutes, it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. When the um, yeah when the club game gets back, we definitely want to see um, more focus maybe on the AIL um, and not just the not just the top division as well. Like you know, it's a good it's a good when the Irish clubs are playing in particular the Irish provinces. It's a good that's a good opportunity to to, to highlight um, th those games as well. And remember that there's a lot of players from the provinces uh, playing in those games as well. So you could there's a lot of link up there that you could show. Um, so Caron, like I mean, what 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 stands out in uh, broadcast uh, games on the telly for you? Sometimes I'd echo a lot of what's been said already, good production value, but also actual enthusiasm and passion. Like um, like we heard from the second row there, you don't want to be listening to commentary and saying this game doesn't matter. That's something that irks me about the World Cup when it's 
Uh, obviously, there are there are three teams generally in World Cup groups that are outside the Tier One nations, and so often it, it seems like the commentators or if there is an analysis, they don't care about the other teams. They haven't they've never seen them since the last World Cup, and they haven't done any research. And often that seems to be a case of just getting a big name on or just tying someone down for all the games. I want to hear someone who is invested. They don't necessarily have to be from that country, but perhaps. Perhaps uh, someone who's seen them play in the meantime, and similarly with Pro 16, Pro 14, Pro 12, I, I, I can't keep up with all the mm-hmm. with all the name changes. Rainbow League, but uh, I want to I want to hear someone talking who has actually heard, who has actually seen this team play. Like so, for example, uh, the South African sides coming in, I'm not overly familiar with them. So if I'm sitting down to watch a match, I want to know who I'm watching. I want to know who I'm watching now, and it's not good enough to just say some of them played in the World Cup two years ago. I want a, I want actual analysis. Why is this player good? How did these players combine? How do they like to play? Because so often when it comes to non-Irish teams and it comes to the opponents, we just tend to hear, yeah, this is a good player. This player is not as good. And there's no actual analysis. Anyone can do that. I could do that. Uh, anyone can do that. But yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see actual kind of enthusiasm forward and people who have done their research. I have to say, I think... Uh, I think a lot of people on air and there will be missed and uh, hopefully all the best to all those who are losing their jobs there, unfortunately. But I think that's something Virgin Media have been very good at as well with their Six Nations coverage. They they make every game important. It's not like, like who cares about Italy, Wales in Ireland? But at the same time, they make me care. They make it seem, okay, I do want to watch this game. Because like, um, like uh, we heard earlier there, if the commentator is saying this is a rubbish game and it doesn't matter, then well, why am I watching? I'll go, I'll go turn on something else. But uh, as well as that, I'd like to, I'd love a highlight show that's not one that's on at like half 11 on a Sunday night. I don't see why most games are on a Friday and a Saturday. I don't see why we can't have a match of the day type thing that's, uh, that has a catchy team tune, of course. Uh, but it, it, it comes on on a, Saturday, on a Saturday at nine or something like that. And we, well, not nine because that's when the games are, but uh, something like a Sunday morning Pro 14, Pro 16 review, something like that would be great. Uh, because we'd actually get to see all the teams. It's probably not possible to show all the games. Although I think since Virgin Media have about six extra sports channels, maybe they'd be an ideal broadcaster because they've lost their Champions League coverage as well. So they, they'll need content to fill that. And I think they do excellent analysis. I think Joe Malloy is an excellent one. But uh, yeah, I'd look for mainly enthusiasm about what we're watching. Don't tell me it's boring. Don't act like, like if you don't know, if the pundits don't know what they're watching, if the pundits haven't done any research, why should I care? Why am I watching? If I'm a casual fan and I see Zebra playing Cardiff and the pundits don't know what they're talking about, then why do I care? I'm going to turn on something else. And, um, and you know, we live in an era where there's so much choice out there with media. No one has to watch a game of rugby. No one's obliged to watch rugby. Uh, so I'd like to see that. I'd like to see it made accessible as well. I, one, one thing that irks me is when I hear pundits um, try to make it sound like you need a thesis to understand a game of uh, sport, whether it's rugby or football. You often get uh, you often get players, you often get people trying to overcomplicate things. That's why that's why uh, we, Murray Kinsler is excellent at just simplifying things and simply explaining rugby. It is a very technical game, but he's very good at breaking things down and making it simple. Oftentimes you hear pundits kind of trying to go on ego trips, trying to make it seem like, you know, no one else can understand this in the world except mm-hmm. me. That's why, like, uh, that's something Ronan O'Carry is very good at doing as well, simply breaking down the game. That's what I'd like to see, because not everyone's a diehard rugby fan. Not everyone's seen every game. This might be someone's first game of the year they watch. So I want to see it made accessible. 
want to see enthusiasm for their coverage and I want to see consistent highlights. I want to be able to see all the teams in the league, not just one team a week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a particular thing with rugby because there's a lot of intellectual snobbery when it comes to the rules of rugby and the inner, the, 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 the wider uh, aspects of a rugby game. And we all love doing it. We all love showing that we know these things. But you, you've got to strike the balance in the actual coverage um, because on the one hand, you could go off on these 50 tangents um, for something that might have happened in a particular play, but then the game's back starting again and you, you need to move on with the next thing. And so there are some pundits out there who do like to kind of over overcomplicate things. And it's more of a case of they just want to show you how much they know rather than convey to people who might not know um, what's actually happening. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. It's about it's it production value, I think, is probably the best term. Um, to explain what's needed because it's it's because that's what it is you're 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 making it you're, you're trying to create an enthusiastic enthusiasm for this game this is the most important game going on in the world right now um, as far as the broadcast is concerned and you need that whether it's uh, Leinster against Munster or whether it's a big um, Heineken Cup semi-final but if it's or I hate to use these two teams but I always go to them Dragons against Zebra um, uh, for Irish fans anyway the game that they might not be interested in I, I was watching um, over the over the weekend because Leinster haven't played for a couple of weeks I tried to look at the, the top 14 was back um, on the telly, but there, I also had a look at a major league rugby game from the States and how they do it. And obviously in America, they've got their own way of presenting sport over there. And it was interesting to see rugby being slot into that kind of framework. There was a lot of, there's a lot more stats. There was a lot more, um, obviously a lot more adverts on the screen while you were watching, but I didn't mind that so much. But they were making an attempt. Now this was a big game. This was at the top of the Eastern Conference, um, Atlanta against the LA um, in the West. I won't say the LA surname. I just the sponsor's name. I just can't. I just can't get that out of my mouth. It's a it's crazy nickname. But anyway, um, the commentator for the game said um, he was trying to make an effort. There was a try there, and the guy scored. And he says he's more elusive than Homer Simpson's dietitian. Now I think he was maybe trying too hard, but <laughs> it's this kind of thing that that you, you're trying to make it some kind of. Um, so even if it's a sort of a cult following, you're, you're trying to, to, to come up with some way of saying, uh, making this a memorable experience for the person that's watching. Um, on, the, on the terms of showing all the games, uh, like we say, we're, we're worried that RTE won't, but even RTE, they don't have a dedicated sports channel. Maybe they should, but it, um, even though they don't, they've still got online. They recently showed the entire Women's Six Nations. Um, they, they showed some on their games on their player and watching it live on the player is fine. You can put that on your TV as well. You can still watch it. It doesn't have to take away one of their channels. It, they, it, they, they, they still have the capacity to show all the games. They could show, stream it on YouTube. They, there's deals that can be done to, um, to, to, to get all the matches to the market and have some kind of coverage. They don't have to give commentators for all the games because the, 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 the Welsh games, they have a Welsh broadcaster. There's commentators already for all the different sports, maybe not so much Italy, but that can be dealt with as well. There's, there, there's, there's ways of doing it. And that's, um, that's hopefully that, that, you know, obviously they have to take other things into account. It's like the budgets and it's a market where the league can't, they can't, they, they have to sort of take what they're given by the broadcasters because they basically need the money. Um, so there, there, there's not going to be a whole lot of say there. Um, but, you know, we're, we're just going to have to see what they want and, and what they end up with. Now, in the terms of, um, we, we've been talking about what we like. We like the analysis. We like the... Um, the, the overall presentation we've you spoke you've all spoken about this a little bit um, in your answer so far but let's 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 maybe dr 
drill a little deeper. Let's let's look at the um, what the how do we present um, the Pro 16 in particular in such a way as to get new fans into the game? Because like here in Ireland in particular, we're competing with football, GAA, all this kind of sports. We're trying to get attention. We're trying to persuade people to get into the game, to understand the game. Um, Dave, we'll start with you. How what what way can can a new broadcaster come in and maybe help with that? Well, I haven't had we thought about this. Um, and I'm sure you guys remember uh, a series way back, uh, by sort of 2008, 2009, um, based in Gilly Games called Celebrity Banistor. Um, and I very famously remember George Hook appearing on that. And George Hook's profile changed completely after that appearance on it because he did rather well. And for me, I think the first thing we need to do, any broadcaster who needs to look at, if they're coming into playing from day one, well, the first thing you look is look at grassroots. And the first thing to do is have an advertising horn at every single grassroots rugby pitch in the provinces. Absolutely, without a doubt. For me, the first thing, uh, and I've seen this done um with Gilly Games and Fermanagh and Gilly Games uh, and, and Derry here. Uh, I've also seen it with soccer as well. One of the first things I notice is, um, in my case, BBC Northern Ireland. Um, they, we see RTE, we see TG Cahar, we see a broadcaster, a broadcasting horde somewhere to say, this is who's looking after TV for this area. And they know where to go. Any broadcaster worth their salt needs to invest, first of all, in, in some, some sort of grassroots. BBC, for example, here will you will use, uh, I'll, I'll say their St. Patrick's Day double every year is the Skills Cup, Ulster Skills Cup final, followed by the Mercury Cup in Gaelic Games. You know, they have something which will bring in people from both sides of both sides of the sporting climates and both sides watch it. Uh, and there's a lot of cross-code tomfooter that goes on all over the place. Schools in Fermanagh always borrow from each other's sports. Why can we not show that? Why can we not show some form of grassroots special, taking people out from one, putting them in the other, and seeing how they perform? And you'd be very, very surprised how well they can cope with certain amounts. Although, mind you, I've been through some training sessions for football and hurling them time, and I can I can certainly assure you guys, uh, I was totally spent for three days afterwards. You know, but it's that it's it's getting that over to to new fans. It, so you have to sort of take the ducks out of the water, put them somewhere else, and say, okay, well here we go. So if you have somebody who's able to do um, as well as present the program, have a grassroots program, have that sort of fish out of water program and have their main broadcasting, but having separate links to each one, then that way you get new people coming in and they'll say, well, here, well, I enjoyed that. Here, I'll, uh, well, they're appearing on the rugby here in Friday. We'll, we'll get all we, we'll get all we look and see what happens. And then if you get the right mix of production value, then you, you've got them hooked in. And that's, uh, and that to me is the sort of basic bare bones. If you can get the grassroots right, then... And yes, that may take maybe a season or two to do that, get the grassroots right, the rest will fall into place. And in the end, it will benefit the provinces. But at the moment, you know, the, 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 current, the current TV deal as it was, wasn't doing anything for Irish rugby whatsoever. 
No, it was it was just very basic. Um, very, very, very basic. Just showing other matches. It wasn't really, didn't really look like it was going for a uh, trying to trying to draw anyone in. It was just case. Look, we have it, and we're just showing it, and and, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, and that's what you need. And it's difficult, I suppose. Um, I mean, the pro, um, pro fourteen, sixteen, whatever, whatever the number is these days. Um, it, it. I mean, it's a unique challenge for that league because it's crosses it's it's the domestic competition but it's still an international one but no, the, I, I think i think jeff i think if you look if you look at say uh, say marcel could who, who who shifted over to uh, south africa he's come he'll be coming back overnight with his teams mm-hmm. that gives more fans a chance to look at what ulster have been doing or what Leicester been at and and the interplay between the two there it's up to the broadcaster to say okay well What's been the big move, say, from from Ireland to South Africa? Who's who's coming over? Who's going to have their own derby game, their own right? There's your that's your starting hook. If you can get, if you can take advantage of that, that's a start. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like my, my thing is, whenever I turn on the game, um, if it's uh, you know the top fourteen, or even when I was watching Major League Rugby, when you look at the starting lineups. You can always find something to talk about. You'll see a couple of players there that you could bang on. If you were doing the commentary, if one of us was doing the commentary, we could have said, oh, there's Matt Giddo. There's DTH van der Merwe. We could have t- said something about them just to get some th- kind of a conversation going about the game. And then the game kicks off and you can go from there. There's always a way of doing it. And any team, um, any two teams that are playing, that, that that can be done. Yeah, that's 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 definitely possible. So it's like you say, it's it's up to the broadcaster to 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 notice that because that's part of their job and what they're trying to do to to expand the league. Uh, what, what what do you think they could do, Kieran? Aside from showing the games, I'd love to see a magazine type program. Like I, they have this for the Champions League uh, in football, where they they'll show the games when they're on on Wednesdays and Tuesdays, but then on a Saturday, uh, they'll have Saturday morning they'll have like the UEFA Champions League magazine. They'll look around the groups. They'll look at the big matches that were on. They, I keep in mind this is 32 teams, not just the 16. So they'll they'll interview players, they'll spotlight, this is a good young player, this team's doing well, this manager's done well in the past and things like that, and they'll spotlight that. And you actually learn a lot about it. And it would make you wanna if it would make you want to tune in, not that I'm not gonna tune in anyway, but for maybe more casual fans when they remember, oh yeah, I was watching that and now that's on, on Tuesday, I'll watch that. So I'd love to see on a Thursday, Thursday would be an ideal time. Uh, for either like a pre-show um, previewing all the games, different interviews, different spotlights, weekly spotlights on players, uh, or a magazine type show, you could you could have that um, on a Monday or a Tuesday, kind of highlighting the, a few games and showing that like like have a few clips of the week and have a few like try try of the week competition or something like that. Uh, have different interviews with players, different different uh, spotlights on coaches. Tell me a bit about tell me a bit about where these players come from because again. You know, like you said there, we only have four Irish teams in it. So, like, a lot of people won't know about the Welsh teams, won't know about the Italians, won't know about the Scots, won't know about the South Africans, particularly the South Africans now coming in. Uh, so I'd love, to, I'd love to see, like, spotlights on different teams and kind of like, this is, this is how they play, this is what they tend to do. You can have a bit of analysis like that. I think for rugby, the difference with football is you wouldn't need the analysis because there's more technicalities. The rules change every year. There's different things going on. So you'd need someone kind of breaking down, almost like a, not quite a magazine show, maybe more of a studio analysis show. Thursday would be the prime time for that because the games are on Friday. So that would be, 
then if I'm if I'm watching that and it's getting me excited, I'm going to think Friday. What am I going to do? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the rugby because it sounds interesting and I actually know what's going on now. As well, what I'd like to see, I'd like, I'd like to see more advertisements for it and maybe some crossover. I think, like uh, for example, if um, if uh, when Virgin Media had, had the Six Nations, they'd have uh, they'd have some did have someone on Ireland AM talking about the match, um, just a talk show on, on Virgin Media in the morning. I'd love to see that. Like, uh, for example, if it was on RTE, uh, have someone on one of their many talk shows to say, yeah, this is what's coming up when we're talking about the rugby. It doesn't have to be, and it doesn't have to be for the experts, just for the casual, this, this big game is on, and obviously it'll be easier to advertise Leinster against Munster uh, or Ulster or Connacht than it will to advertise the dragons or zebras but uh you know you can still make it sound interesting and uh i'd like to see it made you know there is class snobbery when it comes to rugby that is a big thing and uh you know i i, I remember these i'm not going to name the company but there were these annoying ads ahead of the world cup last time the we're all in ads uh, it was like different people saying i'm in i'm in we're all in um and uh with the exception of bundy aki I think every single person in that ad was from around Dublin 4, around where Leinster play. And, uh, you know, there was no, I'm from Bray in County Wicklow, there was no one who sounded like where I grew up in those ads. Uh, there was no one from kind of, it's, and what that says is if I, if I wasn't into rugby, and the only reason I ever got to rugby games was because I had a relation in the RDS, so I wouldn't have been going to rugby games if I didn't have that. But if I wasn't into rugby and saw those ads, I think, right, that sport's not for me then, because none of them sound like me, none of them talk like me. So I'd like to see I'd like to see it made more accessible. And again, not this kind of this is the rich person sport, because so uh, I'd like to see it made that kind of more accessible. Don't don't portray it as like the king and queen sport or something. Portray it as a good game of rugby that we enjoy watching. And um, as well, I'd like to see when Ulster are playing, we have to have some from Ulster. When Connacht are playing, we have to have some from Connacht. Munster, we have to have some from Munster, Leinster, some from Leinster. It would be amazing if we could have someone from the other teams, maybe not always possible, but there, there needs to be someone who's clued in and knows what they're talking about. Because there's no point, it, it seems like the, that a lot of stations have set numbers of panellists and they're going to use them for whatever game comes up. You need someone, if I'm watching like Zebra Dragons, if I'm watching that, I want someone who knows everything about Dragons and someone knows everything about Zebra. There's got to be someone who does a blog or a podcast or something like that. Uh, I want I want someone who knows what they're talking about because if they don't if they don't care, then I'm not going to watch and I'm not going to be interested or I'm going to tune out halfway through. I'll watch something else. Yeah, no, some great points there. Um, the On the magazine show, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, RTE has against the head. And they've they've done some brilliant things with that. I mean, they have covered the the AIL. They have um, put together, but the, the problem with that is they only have it when the Six Nations is on or the November Internationals, and then it goes. The season goes from September to May, and you, there'd be a demand for a show like that every single week with the same kind of focus and coverage and analysis and um, and you know uh, focus on the club game as well every single week. And there'd be there'd definitely be easily enough to fill at least half an hour um but they just don't do it they only do it when the when when the six nations and it's like the old days when the the season the rugby season was only when the then five nations was on it's it's the game's gone move way on way since then and on using the morning shows that's brilliant i, I love that it's like People will go on to those shows, those Ireland AM shows, to plug their books, to plug their movies. Why can't you plug the rugby as well? I mean, that's that's the way it is. So, what, what do you make of it, Parik? Yeah, I, I agree. With, like a lot of what the lads have said already, it's um, I'll make it more accessible than like the the team that that team of us that I'm in thing. I think in the next 
forever in Irish rugby, a general ban on what school players have gone to should just be brought in. Should just be brought in and that will solve it all. I do not care. I am from Connemara. Rugby wasn't a thing when I was growing up in Connemara. When I went to college, that's when the first club was made in my hometown. And Keen the Butler is the first senior rugby player to come from that club. And he made it to Connacht Rugby. There's no school in him. He's a, you know what I mean? So I don't, that should be banned. Just a blanket ban on schools. I would bring that in straight away if I could. Um, I think that pro, that magazine show, copy the BT Sport version. They did, did, did of that. That just needs to come in. And I'd have it personally pre-recorded. So you'd have an, for our, Ireland, you'd be able to put an, an AIL team review in, in Scotland you'd be able to do the same thing there, there, there. And the gen and those clips we put up online then so everyone can watch them. But in the Irish broadcast, we'd have, say, Tullamore are, are, being, are being highlighted. In Wales, it's like a club outside Clinetley. In Scotland, it's a, a club where the Border Reavers were. And in Italy, it's another small club. And in South Africa, the same thing. Those things will go online, but at least they'll be, for that hour, relevant to the people in the know. Have... There'll be what eighteen game weeks, twenty. They say there's twenty game weeks in a season. That magazine show should have a player profile every single week from every different, every single different club. It's these are basics for BT that are just easily copyable, like without obviously getting sued. There's you can tweak them enough to get around all that. I think the big thing for Irish rugby and rugby in general is we got to get rid of the pro whatever. That as a just as a as a term, the pro whatever. It doesn't matter if it's video or print media. If you look up print media or online media today and look for a match report from the Glasgow match in Ireland, you won't find one. That's a problem. And these are from rugby heads. These are from like print from guys who apparently have dedicated rugby units. They don't have a match report from Glasgow Dragons. That's I did one. Okay. I did one. <laughs> but I don't I know I don't count there, but I just I had nothing else. I had no Leinster game. And uh, so I did five little mini write-ups of all of them, and Glasgow is one of them, just because we're playing Glasgow this week. But no, I know what you mean. And my last thing that rugby and whoever our next broadcaster is needs to do is we need to not be afraid of personalities. Um, like if you're a, a way if you were a waning monster fan last year, the last couple of years, and you saw Simon Zebo coming back to, to Thoman Park, you're going next season. So, like, I know he's Marmite for a lot of people, but I enjoy him. You know, I think he's he is a good player, and I enjoy the fact that he has a personality. You don't have to like someone's personality all the time, but I like the fact he has one, and he's not afraid to show it. And I think rugby presenters and rugby voices need to have personalities. I don't think we need to go down as far as George Hook or anything like that again. But, you know, having genuine personalities having a genuine personality is not a bad thing and it's something that i think they do well in american sports in particular like matt Giddo, like you're saying he's a, a star player that you can shine a spotlight on him i might like look at leinster's team there's 10 internationals how do we not know anything about them apart from the fact that johnny sexton's grumpy and that tyke for likes potatoes I couldn't tell you anything else about most of that, most of the internationals on the team. Oh, and Robbie Henshaw is a traditional musician. But, you know, um, that's it. And 
most of the internationals are the same thing. We don't know them. Like, I think we got player profile, people having personalities and like just having something to like about them and have that from Ireland, Wales, Italy, South Africa, people, you know, imagine if there was a, a player profile on a Welsh player and he came across as a complete ass. Be brilliant. You'd love to hate him next time he's playing like your property playing. But that's the whole thing. It's like create those mini rivalries in themselves by personalities. I remember before the Pro 12 went to Pro 14, Connacht and Clinetley were starting to have a proper rivalry. And that, well, because of reasons, that's kind of on, that's gone now. But like Glasgow or Munster is, is an equal rivalry as Munster and Leinster now. They, there's like a proper bitterness there. We need to have rivalries outside of Ireland. We need to have that oomph for outside of Ireland as well. And pro rugby. It's not pro whatever. Pro yeah. rugby. Yeah, amen. Needs, yeah. To needs to be that kind of, it needs to be the focal point. And if you do, and not have this overemphasis on Europe. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on the pro rugby thing. The number, the number has to go because they're only going to expand some more. I mean, there's talk about bringing American teams in, and a lot of people want to see um, maybe divide into divisions or whatever. Bring Georgian teams in. And there's lots of talk about expansion. So you gotta, you gotta ditch the numbers. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just got to be done. And I'm, I'm totally with you on the personalities as well. Um, it, it you know and let, let, let's move on with that with when it comes to personalities because a lot of these you say marmite and a lot of a lot of these people who who talk about the game like we we love to hate them i mean you mentioned george hook there you might say there's a few out there seem to be lining up to wanting to be the next george hook um but i, I don't like you say i don't think we need to go that far but then again you do want that bit of controversy you do want to have that 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 maybe the curmudgeon character you want the um the kind of the know-it-all character you want all these different characters and these people that a lot of times now i mean the way as rugby on tv has evolved over the years the the, the media entity itself they're, they're a character in the overall production they're 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 part of it they're they they're part of the um, the entertainment value of of, of watching it. So um, what, what we're going to finish up on is talk maybe a bit more about the individual pundits. We're going to name some names, maybe a bit of a crack, say ones we like, ones we don't like. Um, but I'm, I'll start it off by saying, um, so I think it was Kieran mentioned that we want specific. Uh, commentators for the specific teams that are there. And I, I'm a big proponent of that. And I remember there was a game, I can't remember who the opponents was, but there was one air sport master in the season for Leinster. I think we're, we, we weren't playing another province. So someone like Dragons or some other uh, club from outside the country, but the commentators were Reggie Corrigan and Bernard Jackman. And they were brilliant. They were brilliant because we knew who they were. We, we identified them with Leinster. They gave a Leinster focused commentary. Um, but we also know the characters themselves. We know them. We, we know they know the game. They had a bit of crack with each other because they played together. There was a, it was almost a perfect mix. And it was, a, you know, it was almost a shame that they, they couldn't just keep them for at least for the Leinster games when they're not playing another Irish province. Um, so there, that, that, that's the kind of analysis, specific analysis you want. That would get more Leinster fans um, interested in watching. And, and, and even if, if they're more knowledgeable about Leinster, other fans coming in that 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 are new to it might be more engaged as well. So, so uh, Kieran, like, what what kind of pundits, rugby pundits over the years, have you liked and disliked? Yeah, I suppose like uh, to address the George Hook thing, there are a lot of people who want to be just that controversial character 
And you know they don't even believe half of what they're saying. They're either disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing or agreeing for the sake of agreeing. I think people are starting to kind of see through that kind of personality, that kind of just saying something controversial just because they haven't said anything in five minutes and just, uh, you know, someone else will be talking and they'll just cut across into rope just because they want to be on the camera. I don't, I don't want to see that. I always, people, I, I, a few people ask me about making podcasts and radio and things. I always tell them, put the ego in the show, put the ego in the podcast. Don't, this isn't, I, I don't care about you. I care about the podcast. And it's the same with the pundits. I want to hear them. I want to hear them praise the game. I don't want to hear them. I don't want to, I don't want them on there because they're looking to get their own, they're looking to get their own radio show or something like that. I want them to actually be a good pundit and care about the game. So I'd, uh, I, I, lo I love having a character and someone who like um, someone, someone who adds a bit of character to the game. But the kind of characters I like are like uh, step away from Ruby for a second. Brian Kerr in football, he talks like someone who goes to St. Patrick's athletic games because he does. He doesn't talk like someone who's a member of Mensa. He knows every single player in the world, mispronounces every single one of their names, but knows every single one of them. And he's the best pundit in, in football. And uh, like that's the kind of thing you want. You want these kind of funny guys, but they're actually adding to the game. They're not They're not saying, look at me, look at me, aren't I great? Or look at me, don't you love to hate me or something. They're adding something to the game. And I'm listening to them and I'm enjoying them and they're adding something to the game. So I hope we don't see too many George Hooks. But uh, my favourite my favorite person to listen to talk about rugby and read about is uh, Murray Kinsler, definitely. Uh, that's a genuinely nice person as well. Like, uh, a few times I'll, I'll email him an article saying, do you have any, can you give me some feedback? How can I improve my writing? And he's, he doesn't have to at all. I'm, I'm not a high-profile person, but he always gets back to me and always, always does uh, offer genuine good feedback, not just vague, it's good, it's bad. But uh, I think he always explains himself very well, as does Ronan O'Gara. He always breaks down play very simply. I think uh, I think there are some excellent uh, on the women's games as well, like uh, Fiona Donnelly, who we've had on our occasional Ruby show a few times. She's she's fantastic at talking about the game. She played as a prop for Ireland the Munster for years, and she's great at breaking down the games. Uh, and um, yeah, I would uh, I would look at uh, Shane Horgan's Shane Horgan's good. He's excitable and gets uh, he, he goes off on a few tangents now and then. But he's a he's a good. He knows what he's talking about anyway. But uh, in terms of in terms of hosts, then I'd say Joe Malloy is excellent. I think he he's always so well researched and well informed. Like no matter you can put him in front of you, you can tell him he's doing any game of the weekend, and he will he will learn everything about the game. And as well, I think. Something, something a legendary RTE sport presenter, Bill O'Hurley, was great at. He knows when to interrupt. He knows when to let them talk. He knows when to come in. He knows when to pull back. He, he knows when he, to stop a fight. Yeah, he does, <laughs> he does, yeah, exactly. But he also knows when to let a fight kind of go on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as well, again, you can see, you can tell he knows everything about the game. But as well, he isn't he isn't sitting there trying to say, aren't I great for knowing all these things? He's, mm -hmm. he's asking questions about the game. He's opening up, he's saying the pundits share their knowledge. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, there's been a good few good ones. Murray Kinsley and Ronald O'Gara would be the top pundits for me just because they clearly understand what they're talking about and they really explain what they're talking about in a clear way. Like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to have done a master's on rugby to understand it and, that's appealing. That's appealing to me. I didn't grow up in a rugby household. I I didn't grow up going to rugby games. You know, it wasn't it wasn't as ubiquitous as football. It was something I kind of came to a bit later. And uh, that's that's appealing. Kind of listening to these people who, although it's like they want they want to help everyone watching understand what the game is like. And I think that's uh, I think that's the best kind of pundit who uh, they're not there for themselves. They're not there to say aren't I great for knowing everything? They actually want to 
show they actually want to kind of help you listen it's like they're teaching you and uh so i emerged into a Ronan O'Gara for me through the top one but very good. Yeah, because it's been a, a progression um, and rugby in particular had a progression in punditry uh, when it went pro because you had those commentators that were since the amateur era, they were still around. They still had a good 20, 30 years left in the game, but they didn't understand the pro game. There was all these new elements coming fr- coming through the game um, as, the, as the game went pro and players were playing week in, week out. There was new terms, there was new jargon, there was new ways of looking at the game. Um, there was specialized coaching. Um, and then when the likes of the Shane Horgans and the Brian O'Driscolls and all them, Ronan O'Gara started retiring and started going in punters themselves, they had this whole new insight to bring to the game and it made the the, the hooks and the popies look looking more like dinosaurs um in in what they were saying so um well wh- wh- which one stand out for you Park? um i actually put did a list of names of people like markets is obviously there i think sam warburton has big isn't a gem like wherever he's come from as a commentator like that why his insight is incredible uh, especially live i think that's really hard to do live as well um, I think I think Tommy Bow and Maura Trass at Teach Guard need to actually get a shout because that's very hard. They they move the game on, they present well, and that's that front of house that front name is really good. I'd listen to Eddie Butler talk, let alone commentate. You know, I think it's one of those things that and Gary McDonough and Teach Guard. Sorry, because I I speak Irish, so I like I have this connection that I just think he brings the level of excitement that um that. That people rarely have and I think Bernard Jackman is a good pundit I think there are times where he can play favourites and I don't don't think there's any co-coms who won't that's that that's just life but I do get the sense he researches both teams he knows who he's talking about when you're talking about him he might want one team to win he might want someone to do better and that might come across and you might forget to talk about the team the other team every now and again but you do know when he says Roger Williams or Van der Merwe or someone is good or they're going to do something, you know he's thought about it and you know he can tell you why he thinks that. You don't have to agree with him, but you know he's put the research into his opinion. And that's what I like. It There's a, there's a good breed of commentators coming up. Um, Fiona Coughlin is going to be a great co-coms. I think if RT do get it, if Darrell O'Brien can be shot, kept as far away from it as possible <laughs> that man does not like rugby yet he presents rugby all the time I do not understand it um, I think the more Bernard Jackman's Maury Kinsella's uh, Eddie Butler's Tommy Bowes Sam Warburton's we have and the less Austin Healy's and Daryl Breen's the better we are like Ugo Bonnier take him or leave him he's trying you know he does put real effort and heart into everything he does uh, especially as a commentator especially as a front uh, front of house I think that's one of the harder jobs as well that front of house I remember years ago Stephen Ferris was in Galway and we're going to a high cup match and Brian O'Driscoll was doing commentary on a big screen and I was being pumped into the things and he just laughed going how does anyone let that man's voice commentate <laughs> And it's just there, I think that the whole thing of finding a voice, I don't think people have a voice or not for commentary. Um, and that's Eddie Butler, just put, put him, give him, let him read the alphabet to me and I'll be a happy yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, no, there's a lot, to, there's a lot in there. It's, it's all about, um, it's all, yeah, it's, I, I agree what you mean about the, um, the, the bias 
commentary that it's actually okay once in a while. I mean, it's when you look at the American model again, just to go back to that effort, it, 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 what I liked about the Carrigan Jackman pairing is like in American sports, maybe not so much rugby because they're trying to package that together, but in the major sports, you, you, you'll get two separate commentary teams for every major game. You get one for the home team and one for the away team. And that's, that's kind of a standard kind of thing. And, you know, that, that, that's what I liked about this because I, I, I thought it was okay as Leinster fans who's being shown in Leinster to have two Leinster commentators there. Sure, they, they need to talk about the other team a bit. They need to know who the other team is and players. That's their job. But it's okay to say, well, you know, I actually thought that was offside. Maybe not notice when it's the offside the other way. All that kind of stuff. You know, it's, 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 it's not, too, not too bad. But uh, anyway, um, who stands out for you, David? Um, well, or who doesn't all, stand out uh, I thought about her. Richie, Richie Corrigan, if, if, if we're going to take the American style, he would have to be the Tony Romo uh, <laughs> for, for, for rugby. Absolutely, without a doubt. You know, knows his onions, but you know, can get very excitable, but still still manages to come over and you can understand exactly what he's saying at any given time. Um, I, I'll, I'll agree on second round on this one. Uh, there's always things you hear, Eddie Butler, you know, it's just like, we else. It's, it's so smooth. It's, you're right, you can read the alphabet, everyone, yep, everybody sit down, but there are times where he can be just that little bit biased towards wheels, and that sometimes he gets a little grit in the times, but then you've got, he comes up against Brian Moore, and then, well, you know, the, 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 two, the two go together, you think they chop and cheese, but actually, they actually go really, really well together, uh, in terms of how they bounce off each other, and, and Eddie trying to come Brian down, and that was always that was always the highlight of any game, especially when Brian got too excited. And he said, "Calm down, would be grand." But uh, Murray Kinsella, definitely one of my favourites um, as far as it goes. Um, one name that hasn't been mentioned, and that's Darren Cave. He is certainly coming into his own now, mm -hmm. and certainly in this last uh, last couple of months, especially when he really stepped up to the plate very recently. Uh, I thought. Uh, and okay, he may look like Ron Burgundy, and, mm -hmm. uh, and certainly me and my colleagues have been ta gently taking the Mickey somewhat uh, on, on our on our show. But uh, but I think KV has turned out to be probably one of the, one of the finds of the season, and certainly give him another yeah, another year or two. I think uh, I think he'll be up there with the best. Um, in terms of Grayton, yeah, less Austin Healy, absolutely. Um, you know, kind of fell from after uh, Leicester were. Uh, we're, we're beaten uh, in, in the European Challenge Cup uh, in one way another way it was sort of quite going um, but uh, uh, you know for me it was uh, Ugo Monier definitely trying to do three jobs at one just give him one job and let him be excellent at it and I think uh, and I think front of house I think is more Ugo's point Sam Warburton absolutely love him the best and because he can do it live, that is just one of those things. If you, you either can do it or you can't. Uh, when it comes to presenting, um, I'm actually I'm actually liking Graham Little. Um, um, not because he's from my part of the world in Fermanagh, but uh, the fact is he's actually able to hold a really reasonable conversation. Uh, and even managed to bat down, you know, Fez quite a few times um, whenever he's getting a wee bit too big for the boots and the... Uh, and that's the one thing which annoys me about Ferris at times is that there are times where Stephen Ferris can talk absolute sense and come over as proper, but there are times where uh, he is an absolute ass. And there are times where, I, and I don't mind saying it, 
there are times where uh, you know we could uh, we could fire the the two in the hole squad at him um, for some of the things that he's come out with over the years, but but at the same time he's one of those characters, and you need those characters to to keep the ball rolling. Um, apart from that, you know, for for me the only uh, the only other one who I would say would be Keith Wood. I'm sorry, it may be at the, the the start of the whole process, but you needed somebody like Keith Wood. Who was prepared to ditch the tie, you know, uh, before BBC broadcast, and you know that sets your tone. That has always set the tone, and uh, uh, you know, for, for me, it's uh, it'll always stand out as one of the best pieces of rebellion I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's it's great that we've had this chat because it just goes to show just how important the presentation is and how, how much important integral to the actual, um, how we enjoy the sport, um, the, the, from, from start to finish, the actual um, presentation of the show, the overall show is, I mean, we, we haven't even gotten into finicky little things like, I mean, for me uh, with TV pr production, it's little things like graphics. I'm a nerd for certain graphics. I don't like, there's others I don't like. I, I like the, um, I like a phase counter. I'm a I'm a real sucker for a phase counter. Just just so I can you know if I'm reporting on it, I say well that was a that was a 22 phase run or whatever. And did, I just like having it there. Probably no one else, a lot of other writer fans won't even care about it. I like the little clock for um for the sin bins. Um, I think that's a that's a good one there. There's there's all little little things and there, there's things they don't do as well. They they um, like in the top fourteen when the when the when the clock stops, they take the clock off the screen. They just put stop up there. I mean, why do you do that? We want to know how much time there is. Lots of finicky little things. Um, and when it comes to pundits, um, their characters. They're part of the game as well. They're, 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 they're big figures in what we're talking. We we often come out of games talking about them. Same happens in football. The end of a weekend of football, you hear more about what um, Gary Neville has said than than anything that's happened on the pitch, and that's all part of the sport. It's part of the entertainment. I mean, that's what it is. So hopefully, um, with this, and and I totally agree on this rebranding. Please ditch the numbers. Call it Pro Rugby. Come up with one name that's got no numbers. Call it that, so you can have a better way of marketing it, and um, and. Come up with a, a presentation value. You, you've the three of you has come up with some brilliant suggestions here over over what they can do, and hopefully someone's listening and um, and and this can somehow factor in because it's a way of growing the sport. It's a way of bringing more bringing more fans into the game, and um, it will help grow the game. Um, going down the line. Well, listen, guys, we're going to leave it there. Uh, thanks a million for coming on. Um, I hope you check out these guys. Uh, they're all heavily involved in uh, online rugby themselves. Um, like I say, Kieran's got posters post-sport. You do a lot of football, men's and women's football, but you do have rugby shows now and again, so uh, keep an eye out for that. I'll put all the links in the program notes. Parik is in the second row, and um, David is on the Ulster Rugby Show, Roundup Show on the Three Bond Rugby Network. So I'm going to sign off. Thanks again, lads, for coming on, and we'll hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks again to Kieran, Parig, and David for the chat. This week, we're back to a more normal schedule here at Harpen Manor, and our focus will be on Linster's trip to Scottsdown on Friday. Stay tuned to the website for our regular features like Front 5 Every Day, our list of upcoming rugby on Irish TV every Thursday, our match preview on Friday, and after the full-time whistle blows, be sure to head over to our Facebook page to leave your own thoughts. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slán.